Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode of Enlightened Conversations is hosted and produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations where we aim to enlighten the planet and beyond one conversation at a time. I'm here today with a beautiful special guest who I feel very, a very close kinship to, Karen Andrews Roberts. Karen is a beautiful, gifted psychic medium for the past 19 years and her business like the women is encouraging enlightenment, coaching, mentoring and healing. And it's her gift to herself and others as well, which I love because if we're doing something that we're getting a gift gift from, it's always going to be a energy to have behind it. And it's really her way of helping young girls and women reclaim the, the love that they are. The flow and effect is that men, fathers and brothers are able to develop more light filled relationships with the women in their lives. Her sole purpose is to empower women and to educate through love, helping women to transform the darkness into light. So welcome, Karen. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for, thank you for asking me to connect with you. You're welcome. And I'm, I know you're a busy mum and you're, you're an inspiration, actually, the way you manage your home life and your business life and your study. And, wow, hats off to you because you've got how many have you got you've got is it five four four okay (laughs) for some reason i thought it might have been five oh hopefully there's no more yet to go (laughs) 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 so so tell me more about your beautiful business that you that you have I, i just love to hear about that Well, my business um, really has evolved over the last 19 to 20 years uh, as a result of my own personal journey and searching for love. And uh, so I've come to the point where I've set up this business called Lightfield Women. And it is enlightened coaching, mentoring and healing um, for women and also to help men with um, connecting, connecting with women and helping with the softening of men and opening their hearts as well. And uh, so, yeah, I have such a passion for for love, for really connecting to, to divine love. Yeah, it's beautiful because... Often in relationships, we see that that element of love, if it's missing for ourselves and we're not connecting with that high vibrational frequency, that it's, yeah, it's really like um, it creates that mirror image in relationship too, doesn't it? It's like, you know, um, we we attract, usually we attract um, individuals that have a hard time expressing that love, which is really ironic because it's what we want that we're not giving to ourselves but then we have an issue with the fact that we're dealing with the externalized mirror of that yeah absolutely and 
uh, it really is a journey, a, a daily consistent commitment to ourselves and going within, um, connecting through meditation and through whatever tools we have that take us within and really allow that channel to open and connect with our own channel and our own intuition and uh, that then opens up our connection in our relationships. Yeah, it does a lot. I, I agree. And, um, you know, I, I think for me, I had to look at, um, because I was very uh, yang kind of oriented person in my life, um, busy doing all the time and things like that. Um, I had to really look at, you know, a little bit like that analogy, the camel in the desert, if the camel didn't have the hump, if the camel didn't have the yin of the water that was carrying across the desert, it would simply die. It would, it would die, you know, literally burn out in the hot sun in the desert. And so for me, I continually am looking at how to bring back that balance, not just into my week or my month or my year, which I do do when I'm planning my years and things like that and my months, but also in my everyday, like, you know, I, I don't breathe out all day. I'm not push, 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 go, 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 go. I get a lot done because I actually take the time to fill my cup every day first. I think that's so important. And uh, really, I've gone from in my life not doing that and feeling incredibly empty and disconnected from love to now I have such a strong daily practice of self-love and you know, I get up at five in the morning and I meditate, I do some tapping, uh, I go down to our gym and I lift weights and I nourish myself, mind, body and spirit and start my day that way. And I want my kids to experience a mum that is loving, that is open, that's connected, that has so much to give because I'm filled up and uh, it's so very important. And my husband, my soulmate, to be us both filled up and uh, creating such a connection within, it, within our family. It's really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that um, because, you know, just, just as a, an example, um, you know, I have two daughters, you know. I've got my 16-year-old and my 18-year-old. And, you know... Um, I've always tried to role model healthy behaviour, healthy self-care without being um, on their back because they weren't sporty girls or gymnastics or dancers or anything like that. They just had really no interest at all. Um, and, uh, you know, what I'm noticing just, just from my role modelling, things like that, is that, well, one's climbing mountains every day, the other one's um, going for jogs every morning. Um, where, where they, you know, where they got that was they, they saw how it benefits their mum, how happy it makes their mum. My partner, Tony, my husband, Tony, pretty much if he's not going for a surf every morning, he's going for a walk every morning. So we're both obviously doing something that shows them that we care about ourselves and we love being active and it promotes our, I think it's really great for mental health and grounding as well. And I feel like that when it comes to, um, you know, I guess being good parents, the best thing, I reckon you're right. Like, you know, this is what mum does to take care of herself. She, look at her, you know, and that's how we manage our emotional reality. That's how we manage our um, parenting on the, on the 
good trajectory because I think self-love begins with the fact that we're actually, um, you know, it's like that little inner child, you know, may not feel like going to the gym sometimes or it may not feel like going for a run sometimes, but something happens when you actually get up, commit to it, do it, higher self anchors in, and then higher self is more there to support inner child that then goes, oh, it's okay, I don't mind, we went for a run, didn't really feel like it, but gee, I feel a lot more loved. Gee, I feel a lot more, you know, supported. Now when I'm actually playing my little app game or anything, I don't feel guilty, I feel like, yay. <laughs> They're just little examples of how I talk to myself. <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I so agree with all of that. And on those days, and we all have those days where we don't feel as loving. Uh, and really, yeah, what do we do about that? Do we keep going down that path of feeling empty or do we pull out our tools, we get up and show up for our day? And and you're right, the, the love, the support comes in and... Uh, it's there. We just need to realise that we are going to have down moments. That's part of life. There's rhythms, there's ebbs and flows. We're not always meant to be up here because otherwise we don't realise that this is so valuable up here and this is so valuable down here. We understand the opposites from being in them. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, like, when our energy is kind of low, like say for women, like when we're on our period or, um, you know, even the hormonal cycles. And, and I know from my husband, like he, when I'm on my period, he's on his period. Well, it's like, you know, there's a dip in energy for both of us. It's kind of interesting. Uh, this is like funny. I know. I know. It's funny. And, um, you know, for, for but it's, I, yeah, it's about honoring and respecting that. But, but if I hadn't done all the good stuff, like for myself leading up to that and taking care of myself, A, my hormones would be way like more full on than, than they are because I'm exercising, eating well and doing all that good stuff. Um, and, and, and also um, B, I wouldn't kind of feel as comfortable about little indulgences too, that around that time where I'm feeling a little bit weary, when I want a little bit of chocolate or I want a little bit sweet. And that's all right. It's like, yeah, okay. It's not like the end of the world, like having a little, crunchy chocolate bar or something it's awesome you know <laughs> it's like yeah love my crunchy chocolate bars um so <laughs> you relate <laughs> i do i do and it's all in balance and yes if we really take the time to nourish and care for ourselves uh yeah we can do those little things and we don't have that guilt because really um, you know, it's 28 to 30 days that the brain changes permanently. So we make those permanent changes within our brain patterns. So committing to something for 28 to 30 days, it becomes a habit. It becomes a new pattern. You're just lifted higher and higher your vibration. And um, so you become gentler with yourself and allow yourself to do those things without uh, the feelings of guilt. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Um, I think it's actually okay. This is my theory. I think it's actually okay and healthy to actually feel guilt when you're starting something self-loving because it helps to shine the light on perhaps old carried beliefs that you've got from the past that you're actually perhaps wanting to change and challenge. And I feel like just before you, just because you feel guilty, don't stop 
It's like, no, no, acknowledge you feel guilty. You're doing something loving, whether it's taking time for yourself, putting yourself first, putting a little bit more money in your bank account out of the household budget, whatever it is. Sure, feel the guilt and do it anyway because you do need to actually, as you're saying, you need to carve out that neuro pathway and the emotional and energetic uh, baggage that you might be carrying needs to be acknowledged, not ignored or indulged. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, when I was younger, I used to think, right, I'll just get rid of this and then I'll be happy. Okay, I'll just clear this anger, I'll clear this and then I'll be happy. And then, you know, you come within and connect with that love that you are and that stuff just falls away and you embrace it and know that I'm not... I can't be completely rid of that. It's it's in me. I've had the journey. So how do I embrace it and transform it? And I do that by connecting to the divine and allowing it to flow through, lift our vibration out of the stuff, but it's been there to serve a purpose. Yeah, it has. I agree. And I'm seeing this little um, story like... We, we allow the higher self to plug into love, which is that higher vibrational frequency. Um, the higher self fills up with that vibrational frequency. We, you know, we allow ourselves to be immersed in it. Then the higher self carries the parts of us that don't feel loving, but not only that, is able to then see from that vision, like that vision, what the love is within that part of ourselves, that how it needs to be loved as well. And then everything's transformed. And it's because I see a lot of people looking for the, the brokenness, the wound, the damage. I don't believe in damage. I don't believe in brokenness. I'm using all these words just because they need to be used. For instance, they look for that within themselves as an addiction to perfectionism, as an addiction to perfecting themselves. What what I'm talking about is plugging into the higher vibrational frequencies and then what you're exactly what you're saying is that then everything like falls away or becomes transformed with, with that vision. Yes. It does. Yeah, it truly does. And when we're in that stuff, uh, you can't see how to get out of it. it. It's not a space we're able to have that vision or have that love. And that's why, uh, yeah, that, coming back to within meditating connecting to the love and from that space yes like you just said you're able to look at it to learn from it to see it with love because we're now connecting to love yeah absolutely i've got this other vision i'm getting a lot of visions i've got this other vision <laughs> like you're swimming in a beautiful let's call it a rose colored pool because that's kind of love isn't it like you're swimming in a rose colored pool and then there's a screen between you and a murky pond, right? And, and in the murky pond is guilt, is fear, is um, all the things that we despise perhaps or feel are heavy vibrations. And the, but this is the thing is that the, the power of the rose-coloured pool is like it's got a laser beam into the murky pond and it can actually see the gift in all those things and it lights them up like it, it's got a, like a little magic you know, um, vision kind of detector. And it's like that's what happens when we allow ourselves to keep with the high vibrational frequencies, isn't it? It's like we don't have to try and work things out 
we bring transformation to them. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> yes, that's right. We, we don't have to work it out. All we need to do is connect to love. And I think uh, for my journey, it was going from a place of such struggle of, yes, I need to fix this and fix this and fix this. And to a place of, yes, connect with the light, the love, allow it to flow. And that will guide me and show me, yes, to look at it lovingly and to transform, to move beyond it and to see it as gifts, beautiful gifts that without those, uh, I may not have had the passion and the drive to follow the path that I have. So there's such, such gifts, but I couldn't see that in them. But the thing, Karen, the thing with you, seriously, every interaction I've had with you, it's so loving, seriously. It's just delightful, delicious, yummy. I look forward to connecting with you when I connect with you. I don't have fear around connecting with you. There's so much that you, your energy like brings towards as a gift towards, say, for instance, just for me, that it's such, wow, like, you know, I just love that you, you really live it, you really role model it, you really do it, you don't just talk about it, I can really feel it and I can only imagine that, you, I know that you say it's your sole purpose to help others to connect with that, but I feel like, wow, you really bring it, like, you ooze it, baby. <laughs> oh, thank you. I do. I do live it. And I'm a Leo. I have to do things fully and completely. Um, so I, I do. And I, it just, the more that I connect with love, the higher I go, the better I feel. And I just want to shout it from the rooftops. It is just so beautiful. And working with people, and, and helping people to transform and to, uh, to allow that journey, to show them how beautiful it can be. It doesn't have to be hard and treacherous. You know, we've had the trauma, we've had the pain. Let's step into a joyful transformation of that. And it's so possible. It's so easy when we connect with love. Everything just flows and is easy and... Uh, you know, I'm very human. I, I still go into my stuff and I make sure with my kids, I just say, uh, it's not you, it's me, I'm in my stuff, it's it's not you. And, uh, you know, I had um, the principal of, of my kids' school the other day say to me, I was just sharing something with her that my 11-year-old son, who's very, very gifted and psychic and... Um, said to me, oh, mum, have you seen when she walks in the room, her body is filled with light and the light radiates out through the classroom. She's so light. And um, I was sharing that with her and she said, oh, Karen, she said, he was talking one day in class and I said, no, can't imagine that. <laughs> and she said, and I looked at him and said, look, I'm really sorry, came down a little bit hard on you earlier. And she said, he looked at me and said, it wasn't you, it was me. <laughs> so, yeah, my, I, I live it and my kids, as you said before, you role model it. Oh, my God. I get goosebumps with you telling me that story, seriously. Because <laughs> um, it's, and it's so funny. I just got to tell you something funny. I'm sitting here and listening to you, having a few tears because I was feeling so much love from you just earlier when I was talking about you. And, um, 
my guides were in my ear saying, ask her about parenting. Ask her how her parenting actually affects her kids. And, <laughs> Are you psychic or something? <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. And thank you. I, I try, but yes, I'm, I'm human. I make mistakes and um, I always apologize and I make sure that I take responsibility for those and that uh, as I become lighter, that stuff doesn't happen as much. You know, my kids are happier, my family's happier and um, you know, my husband and I say to our kids, you know, this is the most important thing you'll ever have. Your home, us, our togetherness and our connection that when we go in, out into the world and you meet all sorts of people that are in all sorts of different vibrations, you know that within you, within our home, within our family is a sacred, beautiful, loving space that we, uh, we can draw on and always feel safe to be in. So it's something that I really, it's so important. Mm. I, I agree. And I had this little vision again of, um, you know, like, <laughs> wow, I'm getting lots of visions today. But seriously, I've got to share them with you because it wouldn't be an enlightened conversation if I didn't. I'd be like selfishly keeping all my funny little visions to myself. But I got this vision, right, <laughs> of um, a person that has a lot of like triggers, right? So they've got like all their triggers all over them and um, they think, you know, they'll be a better parent if they just dealt with all their triggers. But what I'm saying is, is that, 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 that they're allowing themselves to have like a love blanket, like um, soothe those triggers, soothe those red hot, because I'll see them as all red hot things, or actually I'll see the whole person as red and hot. And we, all, we can all feel that way sometimes when we've got PMT or whatever. Um, but it's like, you know, allowing ourselves to have a little love blanket around us and so that we don't feel as triggered so often and then the love is soothing us and the love is actually, we're soaking it in and it becomes us. And then the triggers aren't there anymore. We're like, where are the triggers? And, you know, <laughs> I, I used to react all the time. I would, I would have to say that if I didn't address my triggers back in the early days of me parenting, now go back 18 years ago, but... I would have been a rageaholic because I think I inherited that from my family of origin. I had, I had a, you know, I had a quick to, I wanted to be in control. So I had a quick turnaround in my responses and in my triggers. And I don't do that anymore. Like I have, like I'm sitting here seeing that little trigger person going, that used to be me, but I don't, I don't do that anymore. Like if I have a trigger, seriously, this is what I, I resonate with what you just said, right? A, when my kids were growing up, I would say that very same thing that you say to your kids, which is, I'm just in my stuff right now. This is not about you. I just, I need to process something. I, I, I need a little five, take five for mum, need to take five. I will talk to you when I come down. It's not about you. Uh, and, and that I think helped them with their empathic abilities too, because they weren't taking on my crap that was unprocessed and, and making it about them, which made them, I think, better intuitively because they could tell the difference of where someone ends and where they begin boundary-wise, you know? I think it's so important that we talk about this, Michelle, as, as mums, because I, I hear it all the time in communication with my friends and my support network and, uh, 
how do we do it? How do we juggle it, juggle it all as mums? And, um, you know, she looks really perfect. She looks like she's got it all together. She wouldn't uh, mess up as much as I do. They're doing a better job than me. I think we have these um, delusional thoughts that everyone is doing it better. And when you start to communicate and, you know, I get together with some beautiful friends and we lift weights or we're talking about stuff and, you know, throw stuff and, and we're processing, we're talking and we're like, okay, what, what are you doing? What's helping you? And we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it to know that we are very normal, to clear that shame and to know that everyone's in the same position. How do we juggle it all? How do we balance it well? And the best way to do that is to know that we're human, that we do have those ups and downs. We have the triggers but what are we doing to enlighten ourselves and to lift our vibration and to lessen those triggers like you were just saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think when our kids, when we can say, like your, your kid said, oh, it's, it wasn't you, it's me. Like he, he got his behaviour, like he was owning his behaviour. Um, he knew, he knew. And, and I think that is so cool because that's, that, that's when, you see, when we take responsibility as parents, when we take responsibility and we role model, we are owning and our reality. We are owning our feelings. We are owning our immoderation. We are owning our imperfection. We are owning the fact that we're not actually uh, perfect, but we're also not making it about them. And something being wrong with them because we've had an, an emotional response that's perhaps immoderate. And I like to say, if we have an immoderate response, it's usually our, our stuff not someone else's stuff. That's a good kind of monitor, isn't it? <laughs> Perfect. It is. It's our stuff if we're having that trigger. Um, this is why I love your course. You know, I think it is something that's so valuable, all of the principles. I go over them in my head each day, you know, as I'm walking before I come back to my gym and walking my dogs on the oval and I just go through them all in my head and, work out where I'm at with them all and gosh it's it's so important that we do that if we want to be happy if we want to be truly happy if we don't we're happy to go along in our stuff that's fine but if we want to be truly happy and truly joyful then we need to get very conscious about um, our entire being mind body spirit yeah absolutely and Thank you so much for that compliment. Spirit's actually saying it's a gift, embrace it. Cause I, you know, <laughs> um, it's really lovely. And I just want to honor you by just saying amazing cats off to being the first ever person to complete the whole of Everyday Lightworker 101. Because I know that that particular course, when I wrote Everyday Lightworker Bible, I know what, like I know what level I was at in, in so far as being an evolved being, because I had told me, and I was like, really? I'm that evolved? They're like, yes, you just take it for granted now because you're used to it. But this is how you are. So then writing every day like with a one-on-one really put me through my paces in so far as those 12 high vibrations and merging them with each of the eight chakras really put through me through my paces as to how, how, where I was at, like how tuned up I was, right? So then when I wrote the book, then when I did the video series and did a, a, a short video of an each one, 96 lessons, no, no, let's come on. Karen, you're the first person to finish it. Um, I don't, I think that's a humongous 
achievement because not everybody can go through that. Like it, it, it does actually, it's like that flash torch and you're really looking and it's, it's, it's full on. So well done you. Thank you so much. I, I loved that course and I just knew that I had to do it. And, you know, I think it's really important for people to understand too about um, creating time, creating space to do the things that we love. It's very easy to get caught up in, uh, in life and in stuff. And, you know, when I was doing that, um, you know, my kids and uh, my four kids and I had moved to Brisbane this year and my husband stayed behind in the Northern Territory because he didn't have work here and we'd see him every eight to nine weeks. Um, he'd be here for five or six days and I was studying two courses. I've got four-year-old twins are our youngest who are incredibly busy. Um, I just did it. I did it because I had such a drive to do it and a desire to feel even better that I did it. So anyone can do anything. We just need to create that space. And even if it's half an hour a day, it doesn't have to be a lot, but we all have that time if we really want to be more conscious and more loving. Yeah, and we, 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 we're happier parents when we do it too, aren't we? Like, happier people. I mean, I remember, yes, when I was working in child safety um, and I wrote seven books in four years or something like that because I was so dedicated to, at my lunchtime, I'm going to go write my book. Like, um, then it was a Monday evening for a couple of hours and a Wednesday evening for a couple of hours and a Saturday for a couple of hours. And I just said to the family that this is what I'm doing. And I just told them, and it wasn't like I'm asking them. I just told, I just told them this is what I'm doing because I, I was past that point of asking permission, um, you know, from anyone to do what spirits asked me to do here on this earth, that next step to turn up. And I agree with you. Um, sometimes what happens is, is spirit brings a circumstance into your path that makes it more difficult for you to do the next step, whether it's start your business, whether it's finish your study or start your study, um, read that book you know you need to read, whatever it is. Um, because it wants you to actually, this is my theory, energetically, there's a part of you that perhaps doesn't feel worthy of it. And so, not you particularly as a person, just saying in general, right? So there's a part of us that may not feel worthy of it or fearful um, of it. And what, what happens is the universe energetically goes, oh, there's some fear there, um, drama, chaos, fear. Okay, more of that comes to you. But then if you push past it into what you're saying, like that self-determination, I'm determined to do it, what have you, somehow you go, how the hell did I do that? Like I look back at writing all those books and go, how did I do that? That, that was so quite difficult at times. It's so easy to, when I look back at how much I did. And it's like, wow. That's why, because given the circumstances were difficult and I still chose to do it, that then in mirroring its energy created a lot of work done in a very short period of time. Have you experienced the same kind of thing that I'm talking about? Yes, and that sense of reward because of exactly what you're saying. It, it, it's not that it's all easy and there's plenty of time and um, kids aren't, you know, needing things. 
yes, you, you get it done and, and you look back and think, oh my gosh, I fit it all in because um, I don't watch TV. TV stays off. So once I got the kids to bed, I would sit there and do some more study. You know, I'd get up at five and do some study and it's prioritising and I would um, take the phone off the hook. I would not answer text messages and I'd hibernate because this was my priority. Yeah, I, I, I would say I hibernated too because when I wrote my books, um, I was literally door closed under doona writing my books, not under the whole doona, but under, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and it was, it was definitely cocoon time for me. It was honouring, yeah. And I think a lot of, I'm not, I'm not I'm not discounting men here because men need to do that too. Um, I know my husband, like he's a painter and, you know, we have a lot of projects on the go at the moment, like with renovating the house, blah, 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 which are great. They're very creative. So it kind of um, ticks his box there. But when, he's, when we're not renovating and being creative that way, he likes to, I'm painting. And when he has a little ritual, we, we actually have a small apartment, probably can't tell, but we have a very small apartment. And so what he'll do is he'll, we, he paints from the kitchen because that's the best light. And so he, he positions everything, says, oh, I'm painting. And so like, we don't go into the kitchen. Like he creates his little cocoon, even though it's out in the open in our small apartment. But it's like, we all have a right to do that as, as beings following our heart, uh, filling our cup, that's his yin time. Um, men and women alike, I mean, we need to claim the cocoon time, right? We do, we do. And that's that connecting, that going within, connecting within in whichever way it works for you and whichever way it fills you up, you just need to create that space. And when you're really seriously wanting to um, be, do or have whatever it is you're wanting, uh, you'll make sure that you create that time and you'll let go of the things that take you away from that purpose. Yeah, exactly. And it, I, I just, I'm in awe of it though, like how it works because, you know, my, my, my guidance on it is that the more we do that, like, you know, create the space, fill our cup, um, love what we do, creative, um, live, be on purpose because we feel we're on purpose, like, yeah the more joy we have, the more love we feel, the, the more peaceful we feel, the more time we tend to have, the more we get done. And it just becomes this amazing, it's almost like, you know, the, there's a wheel going one way and then we kind of have to go, and it's like, you know, that momentum where it's hard to pull it that way, but then once you get it going, it's, it's going and it's got a life of its own kind of thing. That's kind of how I see it. Like it's, for the most part, my life's easy and, I'm not bragging for no reason. I think I'm bragging because it needs to be said that it can be that way. We just need to decide for it to be that way. Oh, I completely agree. And it does get easier. And that doesn't mean that things don't happen to us, like people dying or people losing jobs or trauma. That still happens. We're still human. We're still here to learn lessons. But it all gets easier. We navigate it more easily and more consciously and life does flow more easily we do have more time it's so wonderful isn't it you have to you have to connect with that love to feel that you can't do it from the stuff 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it is very much um, our, our responses to situations become more enlightened, for sure. And I think that if they, because we're in that space, we shortcut hurdles. Like it's almost like that, that hurdle could have lasted a long time. You know, even the grieving um, could have lasted a lot longer had I not gone well. I'm looking at what that person meant to me, what their gift is, what they represented. I'm going to develop that more in myself. I'm going to take ownership of that. You know what? Whenever I do that, I feel more connected to them. Gee whiz, I'm not missing them at all. I'm feeling I'm integrated with them. I mean, we can even shortcut grief because we're more integrated with that being. I call them beings because I feel that when it comes to grief and loss, a lot of people focus on what they're missing rather than going, how can I integrate that more into me? How can I take that ownership of that right now and own that mirror, own that part of myself right now? Because if I get busy doing that, I'm probably going to be feeling more connected to them in a real way because their energy is still around me. So if I'm actually allowing it to flow through me and I'm actually allowing myself to access those qualities and own them for myself, not look at them like they're gone or they're lost or because I don't have that person in my life, I can't do that anymore because I think that's very disempowering. So I think, you know, you're probably aware of this um, dealing with your psychic and mediumship abilities as well, that the grieving process can be quite um, shortcut when you're looking at it through an enlightened lens. Totally. Yeah, totally changes everything. And again, we can't feel that if, if we're not feeling that enlightened and we're disconnected from love. Uh, you can't imagine how it could ever feel okay, but it does. Something happens when we connect to that love. And, um, you know, I have a, a, a really beautiful friend who um, her three-year-old drowned in 2007, her little girl. And, um, we've been doing some beautiful, beautiful work together and she's now in a space where she's joyful and exactly that she connects with the energy and the soul of her daughter in a very beautiful way that she wasn't able to before and it's completely transformed her life and that uh, that to me is just so beautiful and that's what that's what we're here to do to yeah have have so much joy and love that whatever happens in our life we can draw on that to assist us in moving through that far more easily yeah right wow yeah well as you're talking i'm thinking are you um, I'm, 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 it's okay if, if if you don't resonate with this but you know how in the beginning I said, I, I thought you had five kids. I'm just wondering, okay, I'm a bit of a baby whisperer, so if there's a soul coming through, I'll tell you. But have you, has there been, um, look, have you had a loss in the past was, that you know of, like for yourself? Did you miscarry or have a loss? Not that I know of, no, no. Okay. Um, I've had my girlfriend's daughter has... Once she passed, she's been in our house lots of times, you know, playing with the kids' toys and, and she's been around a lot. Because well, um, yeah. I'm feeling like it's in the house with you and they don't feel like a baby at all. Like, you know, I'm, as I said, I'm a bit of a baby whisperer. I can kind of connect with the soul and know that they haven't come down. Or, But I felt like this, this, this already 
um, child running around. So it's kind of makes a lot of sense to me now. I, yeah, I just thought I'd ask because we were talking about your friend and, and then I thought, oh, that's kind of the energy is it's around you <laughs> like another kid. So yeah. Okay. So you've had some connections with her. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I think that um, four is, <laughs> I think that's uh, my number, my, my four kids. But yeah, I think we've always had lots of beings visiting and uh, coming to our home, which is really beautiful and lovely when it's kids and little ones. And uh, yeah, it's just really, really beautiful. Yeah. So what I'm getting a question you know, it's unscripted, this show, right? And unedited and we've, and, um, we've um, got spirit feeding through a question for you about um, what would you, would you say is the one thing that you could say to men that would help them deal with the women or their daughters in their life? What's the one thing? that you could say that, that would help men to deal with the women and the daughters in their life? The thing that's coming to me is to connect with love. I think that men have come from a space where it wasn't okay to show your emotions. Boys don't cry. Men are strong. Um, and thankfully, things are changing for all of us that people are becoming aware of ourselves as whole beings that we do have emotions. And even if we're a male, we cry, we feel sadness and it's okay to feel soft and vulnerable as a man that actually allows you to be a lot stronger. And in connecting with the women in your life, that allows you to connect more deeply to connect with love, to be that softness. Uh, that's where you can connect with the women in your lives. Yeah, great. And and what what would be a practical way men could do that, do you think? Because um, you know how men are really practical and they like to know how, how the, you know, what's the, um, follow the bouncing ball to love. How, do you, how would you recommend that? Um, look, I think uh, meditation is such a wonderful tool and I think that there are really beautiful scientific studies now that do uh, really connect with men to say this really does work. It's not airy-fairy, um, hippie sort of stuff. Um, there's a lot of studies that, you know, with athletes and with people that really achieve um, how important meditation and visualising is for them. So I, I, think, I think meditation is a wonderful, wonderful tool for anyone and for men to allow that softening and allow anything to fall away that stops them from being that beautiful, soft soul that they are. Um, and in doing that, it just allows you to be stronger uh, yeah. as a man. Yeah, you know, the thing I've realised about men is that the reason why they usually feel suffocated and engulfed by women is because they've usually been sensitive as a child and haven't actually felt safe enough to feel. 
And so they created a, a wall around their heart. And so then any time they let their heart or their guard down, they're not used to the energy coming in. So they start to feel like they can't breathe. And so I feel like the more that a man or, or a woman, women as well who have those issues, the, the more that they connect with their heart space. Um, in, you know, my husband, for example, he, he connects with his heart space through um, watching the surf, watching the sunrise, painting, obviously, um, walking through nature, really taking it in, like really taking in um, the beauty, like connecting with the heart space rather than getting in the, out of the head and into the heart. Um, I've seen him do that very practically. Um, another way, and you might laugh about this, but another way he does it is just through joyful activities such as riding his scooter. He just likes to go for a scoot. He'll say, I'm just going to go for a scoot. I've been sitting at the desk too long. And it's kind of funny. He puts his little scooter hat on, puts his little scooter, off he goes, Nye. and he's got a little, you know, I'm going to go for it. Nye. And, it, you know, it just makes him smile and fun. And, and it keeps him loose and it keeps his heart chakra open and it keeps him in his joy. And, and so he's more accessible um, to love because his heart chakra is open. And, and then, of course, when you're receiving love from a woman or from a man, whatever your preference is, but that energy that's coming in that's genuine and it's really coming to you, you can stand it and you expand it because you take it in and it expands your heart space. And so just as you were talking about love, I was getting all these images again about how my husband does it and that really helps me too because I think it's great to build bridges. I think that if we really want women to heal their hearts and to embrace love, then, then also we need to honour the fact that, and I'm not saying women have to be with men or, or what have you, but we have to honour the fact that men are also learning this game of love and you know there is this sort of symbiotic relationship between all human beings you know who are exuding love you know not everybody can stand me because you know i might be too much you know uh no she's just too much you know i can't stand her that's okay because that's not what they're ready for and i don't take it personally at all um but when people can stand your light and when they can stand your love and they can let it in, then of course, they're the kind of people that you attract as well, which is awesome. That's what we want in relationships for the, the women and the, and the girls that you're talking about, right? We do want that. And, um, and in wanting that for women and the girls, yes, I want that for men too. That's so important because it is a symbiotic relationship. And if we're all feeling connected and all feeling open, uh, we connect, it flows, we all feel better. So it's not just about, yeah, women feeling that love. It's about men and it's about all of us helping each other to do this. Um, you know, listening to you talk about your husband, then I know that my husband uh, will go and lift weights and really push his his barriers by lifting weights and uh, releasing, releasing physically like that. And then he's more open. Uh, or go and kick the footy and the soccer ball with our kids. We go for bike rides. So all that joyful heart opening stuff that's right there's so much that we can do and it's about letting go as i said of the stuff that disconnects us getting off the phone turning off the television turning off the devices and 
going and connecting, connecting with each other and really getting to know each other and spend time in that connection because we are all here to help each other grow and become more enlightened, men, women and all of us. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. And I, I just got the vision of um, Ted Winslow, who was on the cover of one of our um, Lightworker Advocate magazines um, in 2016. And he, in August, he, he was on the front cover. And um, he, he's, he's all about transformational music. So, um, you know, apart from hiking Colorado mountains where he is with his wife and, um, and, and that beautiful energy he's got around him, he's, he's really big on transformational music. And I think sometimes where, you know, where we have to listen to a music or we have to listen, I mean, music's very powerful in general, but it's great to be able to listen to high vibrational music as well. So, if, you know, if you're at a loss and you don't feel like reading a book or um, what have you, you can always download some really high vibrational music and just, you know, listen to it. So that's just another thing that came to me as you were talking. But where can people find you? Because I know your your um your your little ones running in and out, uh, wanting wanting some attention. So uh, we're sort of coming towards the end of our talk anyway. So let's let's take the cue from spirit and um, make sure that people know where they can find you before we we sign off, sweetheart. Let people know where they can find you. Thanks so much, Michelle. Yes, I do have my little ones coming up to get my attention. Um, so my website and my Facebook page are in creation, uh, but the address is lightfilledwomen.com. That's my website address. And uh, my Facebook page is lightfilledwomen. And I also have an email address, which is lightfilledwomen at gmail.com. Beautiful. That's awesome, sweetheart. Well, thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to our Q&A, which our Q&A, uh, just for everybody, is next Thursday, the 9th of February, 12 to 1 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is um, Brisbane time. So 9, 9th of um, February, Thursday, we're going to do a live Q&A on our um, my Facebook page, Michelle Lightworker Facebook page. If you'd like to be involved, have any questions, you can always um, contact us through our website. I've actually got the website enlightenedconversations.com.au now. So you can <laughs> type that in and it'll go to our lightworkerreflections.com page. But, you know, it's good to have the actual website name of your show. So I've done that. Um, and, yeah, and you can find all the episodes there to watch. And if you've want to contact us with a question, if you've got something to say, please say it because that's what this is about. It's about interaction with you guys. Anything that we've talked about, you're welcome to comment, to ask questions. And Karen and I will, even if you're not around on the live Q&A, we can speak to those questions that, as many as we can because I feel like, you know, what we've talked about is, is, is huge um, in so far as so many different things from mothering to being, um, you know, helpful to men to access more their love within their heart as well. And I feel like there's so much that people could speak to about it. So thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle, and for this beautiful platform and for all of the beautiful, beautiful love that you radiate into this world. It's such a blessing to know you. Thank you.
Thank you, beautiful. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone.